0: Hello beautiful. Welcome back to another podcast. My name is Kay and today's episode we're going to be talking about love languages and we're going to be diving deep into what my type of person would be. So when you're in the dating scene one of the first questions that people ask you is so what's your type? so why are you single and we get we give very vague answers because we don't want to sit there for hours talking about our type or what we really prefer in a relationship we sometimes we say just what the other person wants to hear in the moment but at the end of the day we're all looking for genuine connections and enjoying someone's company whatever that may consist of so i've been in very serious relationships since i was 17 so that's a good 10 years of back-to-back relationships and the reason being was because i didn't know how to be alone so i had an area in my life where i was truly single not talking to anyone celibate sober-minded I had to truly dig deep into the things that I want in a future partner. I will never allow myself to get in a relationship with someone who does not provide me with the things that I'm going to need because I know what I bring to the table and it's amazing, so I need reciprocity. I don't care about body type. I don't care about height. The way that you dress, the way that you smell are big hits for me as well. Just the way you dress and the way you smell can make me extremely attracted to you. So moving on from that, we'll dig a little deeper into my type. First of all, no matter if you're my type physically or not, we have to have a spark. We have to have that fire, that passion, that mutual interest right? I'm big on mutual thirst. And let me tell you why. When I'm truly crushing on somebody, when I have a crush on someone, first of all, my type is different. My type is very particular that I can be very picky, unfortunately. And I know that there's only so many single people in the world, but I like what I like. So the fact that I'm picky and my type is different, when I have a crush on someone, I crush hard, but I can have a crush on someone and still not feel that fire or that spark. And once I feel like I'm not going to get that from you, I lose interest like that so quickly. And the reason that I lose interest is because of physical attraction is just not enough for me. So I'm going to be very honest and transparent here, but I had a big crush on this guy that I went to high school with. I'm not going to tell y'all his name, so don't be so (laughs) nosy. Anyway, I had a huge crush on this guy that I went to high school with. We never got to meet like that. You know, We talked here and there in the hallways in high school, but we never got to meet. While we were in high school, so after I graduated, I ended up seeing him out somewhere, and we got to know each other outside of school as adults, and the reason that I had a crush on him was solely because of the fact that he was probably one of the most handsome guys I've ever seen. <laughs> he was gorgeous, but... He lacked personality, and he didn't give me that spark that I was looking for. And when we kissed, I felt nothing. So we obviously had to stop speaking, and that's just to go to show you that I mean it when I say that a physical attraction will never be enough for me. The conversation lacked. I didn't find him entertaining. I was very bored. And it sounds horrible, but you know, just because a person is beautiful or gorgeous doesn't mean that that's how they are in person. You have to look at the outside and the inside equally. Your thirst and reciprocity is important. Not only for me, but I believe that this is a characteristic that everyone is looking for. Obviously, I wouldn't want to be bombarded with text messages and calls from someone that I'm not interested in. And I don't do it purposely, but it's because I don't want to waste your time or have you think that I like you when I don't. And I've had situations where I was just being nice and the person thought I was flirting with them and I liked them, but that was not the case. And I had to tell them like, no, this is actually how I feel. It can't be too much though. It has to be just enough. Great. Like give me something to look forward to. Me looking forward to our conversation will ensure you that it's going to be an exciting conversation and I'm going to be excited to talk to you. And how can I be excited to talk to you if I'm talking to you every second of the day? (laughs) I hope. I make sense in explaining this basically be thirsty for me but still give me my space because I love my space and I love my alone time so I'm not sure how often people appreciate text messages or calls but I'm only speaking for myself when I say at least once a day if I'm truly interested in someone and if I talk to them at least one time out of the day you'll keep me interested one thing about me if I like you I'm texting you back right away if I see the message I will text back right away I don't care for acting like I have so much pride to write back or I have to wait a certain amount of time before I write back because I don't want to look thirsty or like I'm feeling like, no, I'm feeling to talk to you and you're going to know it. Like, I don't care because I don't have any pride when it comes to that. So I definitely would appreciate someone who is emotionally intelligent, and by that, I need someone who is in touch with their emotions and not so prideful when it comes to actually having feelings for someone, someone who isn't afraid of having feelings for someone and who doesn't push them away but embraces them. I don't appreciate someone who is a pushover or who lets people walk all over them, but I do appreciate someone who turns the other cheek when it comes to drama. I can be attracted to you, but if I see that you talk too much or you gossip too much or you're just always in some type of drama, that's definitely going to turn me off and I probably won't be able to be with you. And that goes for friends as as well. If I if I'm have if I have a friendship with someone and I see that they're talking too much about people behind their back, they're doing so much gossiping, they're always in messy situations, that's never going to be a friend of mine. I'm very big on people being receptive. And when I say that, I mean just being open-minded and accepting, receiving other people's emotions and feelings and dealing with them in a kind way instead of pushing them away. Because everyone has feelings. So everyone's typical answer for their type, they people usually say, I just want someone that I can relate to. I just want someone that I have things in common with. I think that's really how people think nowadays, but I can't say the same for myself. If we don't have anything in common, that's perfectly fine with me because to me, opposites attract. So moral of the story, find out what's your love language and find someone that's gonna give that to you and work on things. You're never going to find someone who's perfect and has every single quality you're looking for. That's unlikely. You most likely won't be able to find a person that checks all of your boxes. And if you do, God bless, because that really doesn't ever happen. But I think that is best to find someone who's open-minded to the qualities that you appreciate and are looking for. So my example would be if you're a romantic and the person that you meet or you're dating isn't a romantic, but they're open-minded to being one, then that's something you can work on. And it'll be almost hopeless to make it work with someone who's close-minded. And it's just someone who's very set on who they are. And they won't want to change for you, for anybody, no matter how much they say they love you. If you go into a relationship thinking that you have absolutely nothing to work on and you're just perfect and you're not going to change for anyone, that's not a good mindset. And most likely, your relationships are not going to work. The whole cliche of someone loving you as you are, yes, yes you absolutely i can love you as you are but you still have to make positive behavioral changes to make yourself a better person in order for us to be able to thrive so what are my love languages but i had to really really think about this answer so physical touch is definitely important for me i do like a little hand grab i do like a kiss on the cheek i do like a random hug from behind i actually love those things Even being out or in a busy setting or around other people, I don't like being so physically touchy because I don't like when people do that in front of me. Like, there's a fine line between PDA and groping each other in public, you know? Like, it makes me feel uncomfortable when I see other people do it, so I'm not gonna be able to do that because that's just not my style, you know? Like, PDA is cute and all, but we're not gonna be tongue kissing in front of anybody. However, I will say I do like or appreciate the hand on the lower back, the hand on the thigh, the arm around my shoulders just for a quick second. I like the physical affection in a very subtle way when we're out in public. Moving on, words of affirmation, always important to be able to lift someone up in a difficult time. Honestly, I love telling someone how I feel about them or how attracted I am to them through text though. (laughs) Flirting through text. And I say that because I'm still very much a shy person. And so to sit in someone's face and tell them how I feel about them is kind of hard for me to do. Even if it's over the phone or through text, like I can be able to genuinely express how I feel about someone. Or if I want to see them or if I miss them or how much I like them. I'd much rather do that through text because I can be fully transparent. Whereas in person, I'm not fully comfortable with expressing how I feel in person. And obviously, that's something that I definitely have to work on. But the I want to see you text gets me every time because I'm like, where, when, how? Let me know the details because I'll be there, especially, especially and only if it's from someone that I'm feeling and that I mutually want to see as well. Because we've all gotten a text from the wrong person, right? That says, I want to see you. Where you at? Let's meet up. And if it's from someone that I'm not feeling like that or I'm hesitant about, I'm just not going to give you the type of, I'm just not going to give you the time of day. I'm not going to ignore it, but I'm definitely going to deny it because no, thank you. I'm not going to waste my time with anyone who my body is not on fire for, or there's no passion there. No, thank you. I'm not going to waste my time and I'm not going to waste your time either. So being a good texter for me is important too. And I will say that if you're a bad texter, it's okay. It's fine. Because it kind of makes it a little more special when someone is a bad texter, but they still make time out of the day to talk to you and to text you or to give you like a little call. Like that's that's very special. So being a good texter is cute, but it's not all there is to it when it comes to dating. Like it's okay if you're a bad texter. That's fine. Because I know people have their own lives. We're all busy. I'm a full-time mother. I'm a full-time worker and i have hobbies and things that i do outside of those things that take up my time but that makes it even better when you can have like a nice back and forth conversation especially those late night texts like those are my favorite like after 6 p.m when i'm already home relaxing just showered got out of work i'm laying in bed watching a movie but ignoring the movie because the conversation is entertaining enough that i enjoy late night texts that can go for hours and hours and how do you know you're really liking someone when you sacrifice your own sleep to continue talking to them? Because the conversation is just that good. And I love those kind of conversations. You can be playful, you can be funny, you can flirt. And I may fall asleep, but it's all good. It means our conversation makes me not look at the clock. I'm in bed at a certain time every night, and time management is important to me. So when I'm not even looking at the at the time, like that, that makes it special. Gift-giving is a big thing for me, too. I think everyone does love receiving gifts, and I'd be lying if I say I didn't. But I love giving gifts more. That's truly a love language for me. And we can be dating or together, and I'll be making mental notes whenever you say something or whenever you talk say something that you need or whenever you need it that you want a pair of shoes or something just as simple as that i'll just get them for you without expecting anything back it's just the look on the person's face especially because i care about them i want to you know fulfill their needs whatever that may be even if it's a small gift and i thrive on holidays like christmas and even mother's day father's day like i may not get the most expensive gift which i have before i've gotten like gifts that were hundreds of dollars but i think the the most sentimental gift is the one that i like giving more and of course quality time is always important now this one is a bit tricky for me because i do love my personal space i'm able to not be so distracted on my phone i'm able to write things down i'm able to meditate and do yoga workout whatever it is i need to do and there's a lot of things that i do when i'm by myself that i basically just make sure that i get myself ready mentally physically spiritually for the for the week coming up and i usually do those self care days and i need someone that's going to understand that my personal time and my quality time with myself is so important so obviously if i'm dating or seeing someone i would love to see them for maybe 2 or 3 times out of the week and When I say that, I, when I say see them, I mean I would love to spend a day with them, a full day to talk, get to know each other, have a drink. Watching movies is definitely important, recommending movies and TV shows to each other, watching them together. Just cuddling is important, that's always part of the physical touch that I absolutely love. Obviously, you have to find someone that is mutually interested in you like mutually want like you guys have to want to see each other mutually want to text each other mutually like you can't pull that out of someone because it's unnatural to do that. You can't beg for someone's attention. You can't beg for someone to text you or call you or be interested in you or go out with you if they really don't want to, then you need to move on because obviously their interest for you is not all there there's people who are bad texters but they have an interest in you you know like even if you're a bad texter if you make an effort or make a move to want to see me all the time and actually make that effort to see me then that's okay that's perfectly fine you're a bad texter but our but our chemistry is is still up there there are people that have a great chemistry in person better than they do through text and then it's the opposite you have a good texting communication, and you have a good texting chemistry, but when you're in person, it lacks. But when the person is a bad texter, and they don't feel chemistry with you, and they don't want to see you as much, and they don't, you know, they just don't bother, then they're just not into you. They're just not interested in you. So you can tell when someone is just not that into you, obviously, like, and it could honestly be like, They have people on the side and aren't worried about losing you or not even talking to you. Like not talking to you doesn't bother them. And that's mainly because their interest is probably elsewhere or they just don't care about you as much as they say that they do. So how do you know if someone is just not interested in you? Like he or she is just not that into you. Number one, they're not contacting you as much as you want them to. It's just that simple. Like just a nice text message hey, I'm thinking about you. How was your day? A little text message like that will show that you really are interested in someone because you really care. So, you know, obviously before I do these podcasts, I do my research. So I research on Google on everything that I need to research. I write a bunch of things down. Like I don't just talk just to talk for no reason. Like I listen to podcasts about this, the, these uh, specific topics that I come up with. And I like I said I do my research so I'm not just speaking just to speak like these are actual facts and I was looking something up and um basically how to tell if someone is just not interested in you this specific website says they keep blaming timing work their ex their commitment issues or whatever the excuse is for why they can't I know that things come up and things happen like I feel like you really should take a mental health day every week Every week, everyone should take a mental health day because you can't just be meeting up with people and, you know, you're not all there mentally or you're just not or you have your own issues. Like everyone should take time out of their day. And if you're truly not and if you're truly not in the mood to be around people, then don't be around people because that's going to show. Obviously, if someone's not interested in you, they'll only be interested in a sexual connection with you. Like, it's cool to be, you know, to just have someone that you're being physical with and just to have sex with. That's fine. But you can't, if that's the case, then you can't get emotionally tired or connected with them. So you have to be mindful of what you actually want. If you want like a booty call, if you want, you know, and you have to have that conversation with the person and be very open about that. Obviously, obviously, they're not into you if they only call you up when they want something money, attention, even sex. And psychologists, like, just someone that they could tell their situation to, like, you can be all of that, but you have, you know, that person has to give you that back. And when they only randomly call you just because they want or need something or just need their ego stroked, yeah, that is a red flag. This is a big one for me, like... You can really tell that someone is really not interested in you or doesn't like you like that when they disappear. Like when they have these moments where they just ghost you and they don't talk to you and you know they they you don't even know who they are anymore. They they completely just disappear and don't give you anything at all. So this is the last one. It says they're so busy. They have no time for the relationship. Nobody is that busy. And when someone is genuinely interested, they find the time. Like not afraid to make plans. Like if someone really likes you, they're not afraid to make plans. And follow through on them. That is so, so important. Because you can make plans. You can make a bunch of plans with anybody. But if you don't follow through on them, then that makes it really hard. So that is my podcast for today. And... I'm here by myself and I had a great talk by myself (laughs) and I learned a lot of things by researching and all that other stuff and by listening to podcasts and all those good things. And these are always really, really good things to hear. So I hope you all enjoy this podcast. I love you all. Until next time. Bye.